have so many good memories with you guys. And them time the room festival like when we just knew each other, you know? Because it was February. For sure, you're yeah, Odie. Room. Oh, you mean, um, that was fucking nice, you know? I'm never, it never have a nice, so I'm never plan feed for nice. But nah, that's true. Come on, and party all night. I know. I know that. I'm start the, um, but it did nice. We're start the Burber routine. Mr. Jeff said, yeah! Yeah! And are you and Jeff that I may say, who the hell hired DC Plus entertainers for the event? Yeah, yo. That was the first person, Mr. Kibon, go, and the business people are watching our dance. You could really? have no, no, but we never have that. no hopes to the party. My I expectations were at the ground. Here, oh. to me the other day. I'm not saying like me. I'm like, this is so random. Why? I said, look at me, I fit 21 Halloween. I'm like, I'm drink rum. When I'm ready for some podcast, it starts. Martin, you're always to this. Um, Let's chat. Hey guys! Hi guys! Yeah, talk to the old friend. So I always do in the first couple of seconds. I always go on like I'm so until we get easy. So guys, um, welcome to another episode of Nets Chat. Nets Chat is brought to you by Menkenets. Yeah, today's a very Menkeny. I'm not like today start up nice you know? Very Menkeny, but today's a very sad day for me, guys. She you can't know, find like Jane. To, you know, I like to share my pain. With my fans, guys, I watched all of Jane the Virgin on Netflix and it ended when Michael came back to life and I can't find season five on the internet right now. So if you're listening to this and you want to add me with a link to season five so that I can breathe again, that'd be great. Awesome. It would because Daniel has been in her feelings all morning. All morning. Honestly, I yeah. take the show too seriously. Anyway, guys, so for the next month, we will not be speaking about relationships, right? No. We're going to talk about everything else under the sun because we need a relationship break. break. For, no, I just, going through, I just went through a breakup. That's why I'm not talking about relationships. I'm going through feelings, so I will not <laughs> be talking about relationships. Yeah, we don't want to overwhelm ourselves. So. I'm tired. So today, we're going to be talking about childhood lessons and memories and loving yourselves. Yes. <laughs> so let me call one cat. You you start it. Okay, so the biggest childhood lesson that I, first of all, I had a really nice childhood between um bullying people at school. <laughs> well, people bullied me and then I became the bully. So you know it's really That's like great. a great yeah. What a what a promotion. It is. Um number one trending girl. Um so between School, well, school was really my major point as a child. My major point was like my family, my extended family on my mom's side. And they were just like really fun. We have a group chat now and they really started my morning really, right? I remember when me and my cousin them used to stone this house one woman, did, <laughs> one woman live in her because she did just piss me off like constantly. And we used to just throw stone on her rooftop. And then my auntie ended up moving into that house when the lady moved out. So that was the, the whole joke. We usually climb this next woman mango tree because they have them belly full mango there. And then they're just really big. And when our mango them don't, we climb fairy tree. Um, we used to keep talent shows to make fun of people who live in the community. So we invite everybody. And like, I remember one, there this lady, she used to live next door. And she'd have, I must say, alopecia. 
and our Edside Pick Out. So we made a song and a dance named Edside Picky. And we invite her and her daughter to come on the talent show and we perform it. And like, we did just really rude. Right? So, like. So, what the hell was the reaction to that song? She moved. Um, yeah. So, I'm about the eight side. Picky, 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 picky. Yeah, and we usually play wrestling because we usually watch a lot of WWE. So, we usually get some string and wrestle it out. I usually choke slam people. I usually meet up my cousin because I was always an aggressive person. We bust each other head. We push each other down. We take picture. We pull up a chest. Usually stuff. Grandma usually buy a training bra and then someone never have birth. So usually um stuff it with shirt. Stuff the breast. Then we look some little baby shirt. And them saying everybody have baby because most of the people in my family had babies when they were nineteen. So when we grew up with teenagers having kids, and we had to in end like. Take care of the little cousin them too. So it was really fun. So like we get enough trouble. It was really fun. Grandmother usually beat with bucket, belt or soaking of vinegar. Um, we get beaten with baseball bats. I'm very troubled. And then also that you know, my extended family part, I usually spend a lot of time with my sister who always fighting. Spend time with my parents 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 my two parents who i grew up with um but yeah then why the concern you never did another thing there um my childhood was just very unique that's all you're only child i didn't i didn't really have anybody to like play with i think that's why i'm so serious about life because i was kind of like born an adult so like i didn't really play a lot. I mean, I played at school intellectually. I mean, I was always the one that just had too much information. I was always reading. I still can't ride a bicycle. My mom told my brother to teach me how to ride a bicycle. And Ryan was outside with me for maybe 10 minutes. And he's like, well, she can't learn. And she <laughs> not need to learn to ride a bicycle car. You not going to help her in her life. And she not going to be a mailman. And that was it. So A mailman? I'm not a mailman. And I can't ride a bicycle. Like no, but yeah, I used to read a lot. I used to spend a lot of time with myself as a child. I enjoyed reading and watching the TV. Yeah. No, no, no. And like, then I became very obsessed with um phones and technology and stuff like that. And that phase oh. lasted until I became a social media manager. So yeah, that was a like, quite the phase. I'm still in that phase. But yeah. Um in my family, you have to learn enough to ride a bicycle before you're seven, right? Because everybody gets a bicycle for them present. Zin? Oh, I had so one to know. So they buy the bicycle, then they teach you to ride it afterwards. I had one to know. You just never... L- to be clear, I don't want you guys to feel sad about me and think that I am lacking thereof. I also had the bicycle. However, I couldn't ride it. And I loved pets. When I was little, I loved pets. Until my daddy sat me down and had a talk with me. I was just like... Pets hate you, and they, all, <laughs> and they always die. And I'm tired of you crying, so guess what? No more pets. I'm your pet. The end. And no been your pet ever since. more pets. Until I was like a, a big rotted woman now, and like I got cats. And my dad was just like, well, you should be able to dust yourself off when these die. Because you're an adult now. Big woman. Who the hell tell my cat them for die? Um, Alright, so one of my cats, Jeff killed my cat. One of them Jeff killed. That was the last one that perished. <laughs> the last cat I had that died, Jeff killed it. No, the one before that, um, 
died like maybe a week after my mom's funeral. And I was just like, what the hell is wrong with this cat? Like, it not see me, I go through it. Selfish. Dot com. That detect medical why I forget over. But yeah, then Jeff killed the other one. That was also very hard. Um, there were three of them. The one that Jeff killed was the mother. So like I always had oh, hope. Jeff killed the Okay, so my cat was outside being mauled by dogs and my neighbor was calling me and so was my cat. My cat was also calling me. And Jeff was just like, don't go outside. The cat will survive. He's fine. Nothing's wrong with your cat. And that was the end. So Jeff killed the cat? Of my cat. Yeah. Because you're going to go outside and Yeah, because Jeff was negligent. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was not a good co-parent. And I said, go, Jeff. It was, listen... Not a good co-parent of my babies, but I will survive. I I plan to get another cat. Okay, cool beans. Um, <laughs> I mean, childhood memories for me. So like my parents. Like when it's, when it's coming around to Christmas time, I feel kind of like I need my family more because I spend a lot of time with my extended family during Christmas because I never really spent Christmas with my actual family, right? So, guys, Martin just sent me a link to season five. Martin. You're lying. Martin. Let's go, guys. Let's finish this. I need, I need no, to go. No, we can't. Yeah, so, because I never spent a lot of time with my, fam- my parents during Christmas. Then your face killed me. I, when it turned like December, my parents were like, all right, pack your bag, shipping it off. You can go either either the same to America or the same to live with my aunt and my dad's side or, you know, stay look at time with my other family. And I didn't see them until, like, January because of the nature of work that they did. Okay. So Christmas time would be really busy. But, um... Makes sense. One of the main lessons, like, that I've learned from my childhood is to never be ashamed of where you come from. <laughs> What the hell me there? I don't know. Like, it's never be ashamed of where I come from. And it took me a really long time to learn and accept it, for one, because I... Kimon, you really are sick, man. I love like, it. Kimon is killing <laughs> Like, my family... Okay, for example, my family, they're from the ghetto, right? You know what I mean? Born there, lived there, mentality is really there. Right, so it's not like I only where you live kind of situation is the mentality as situation and them dark. So by extension, me dark, right? And I also people like I'm from the ghetto, and they're like, no, no, you're not. You're not, <laughs> because I went to prep schools. Um, I went to private schools. Like all of them look a jing bang thing there, and then you know when you go them place that you mix up with some people who you say, bang bang, people have it, have it, and. I was also kind of indifferent because when I hear people at school and, you know, everywhere I went talk about, oh, my dad is the CEO of this and my parents um, are doctors or they're lawyers or they're also, them go work and wear tie and jacket. And when them parents dropping them off, they're driving into school in them work attire. And then when my dad... And mom was dropping me, well, my dad, because my mom usually sleeping, because she said, if them kids. Um, when my dad was dropping me off at school, 
and carry me in class. He's like wearing a t-shirt, a jeans pants, and a sneakers. And you know, as a child, you're always gonna feel like kind of different. And my dad was like, I always said, Daddy, like, you can't just look different or anything. And he's like, No, because I'm to not. Drop you because he was going to work. And oh, but he, okay, but so you wanted just, him to look like everybody's dad because you're a child. Yeah. yeah, I was a child, and so. the nature of what my parents did is like it was just so off to me because everybody's parents in a suit and tie and they work in these big offices. And face. yeah, so my parents actually sold downtown, right? They used to sell clothes downtown. Also, they went back, then they moved to a stall, and then they moved to a building, right? And my parents drove BMWs, they owned two house, three car, them loading van and everything. And I like my dad was a really smart person, so he was always reading and everything. And then so when it was when I got older, I realized that this is nothing to be ashamed of because my parents did their best. So you didn't get the lesson when you were a child no. until you grew up. Yeah. But okay. it's my like I'm just trying to follow yeah. and tie so, it together. Is looking back at it okay. make me realize, say, hey, because I never usually tell people what my parents do. It's like, oh, they're business owners, whatever. Um, and that's one of the things I learned from you know how I was as a child. Like, never be ashamed of where you come from, what your parents do, because they're always them best, right? And my parents are, I wouldn't even say comfortable because them niggas had bank. Right? Oh my god. And I'm just over here broke as a joke. So that's the first um, lesson. I think what I really learned from my parents, first and foremost, because I learned a lot of things from my parents. As I said, I never really have no friends. So my parents are my friends. So yeah. Everything was always very serious from early. But it's one thing I learned from my parents is sacrifice. Um my mom had a traditional job while my dad didn't. So how Netanyahu describes feeling it was kinda like a halfway thing for me. But it's very funny. I would never want my mommy to come to school in her damn suit or nothing. Come, I would never like. I would rather my dad come to school with me. Come for us tomorrow, but down to earth person. My mother, not that she was snooty or anything, but she was not as inviting as a person, and she, you know, looked the part of whatever people wanted their mommies to look like. But my dad was just such a loving, warm person, very relaxed. Doesn't speak standard English ever. Could never make you feel uncomfortable ever. Yeah, and I loved that about him growing up. So while everybody else taking their parents, their snooty ass parents to school, I'm like, nah, I want my daddy that work at home to come to school with me. What are you talking about? And my dad working at home is really because of me. When I was born, my dad quit his job to stay home and take care of me. And for me, that was like the ultimate sacrifice. And seeing somebody go through so much for me, I was just like, yo, that, that nigga, that's, no, that's my daddy, like, loves me so much. Like, I remember waiting outside for my school bus to come and my dad would be there standing with me, holding my stuff, rubbing my little head and all of that. On my PTA meetings, my daddy's front and center all the time. And I remember one day, a woman stopped by me and my dad and was just like, you know, I drive past you and your daughter every morning and it's just so nice to see a man involved in his child's life like this, you know. I'm really sorry for the passing of your wife. And then my father was just like, my wife isn't dead. And they're like, we just assumed that she didn't have a mother, why you were always there. But 
yeah, like for a long, a long time in my life, people thought my mother was dead before my mother was dead because my dad was always, my daddy was always two parents. That's why when my mom was sick and people were just like, oh my God, you have to live for your child. And my mother was just like, yo, she has the best dad ever. He's always been her mom. You get me? So my, my dad always went ham for me. People always be thinking that my mommy is dead. I always have to be like, no, my mom just works a lot. So she can't. Spend the amount of time that my daddy spent with me. So I really learned the importance of sacrifice. And my parents both equally would have sacrificed anything for me. Like, when everybody else talk about student loan, my mother knows I'm not getting a student loan because loans are for things that you actually want. So I would not be taking out a loan to go to school ever <laughs> in this life. Yo, and my so mom saved her coins, her mother saved from nothing to something <laughs> and pay for my school fee. And my dad every day doing his little thing at home, his legal thing, to be clear. Yeah, doing his little thing at home so I can have lunch money and have everything that it is that I need. So I think my parents really taught me the importance of sacrificing for what you really want and making sacrifices for the people that you love. As well, what I really learned from my mother specifically is the importance of valuing your own company. My mother do have no best friend. Well, I said she have a man and a daughter. She don't know other friends. My mother always stayed to herself, reading, always take time out to be able to look back at herself and see where she needs to improve in, always doing introspection. She's always like, yo, Chrissy, because they call me at home, you need to, sometimes you need to step back and just do soul searching and where am I going right in life? Where do I need to improve on? So, yeah, that really taught me importance of sacrifice. My mom taught me the importance of your own company and doing self-searching. And I never really understood the importance of your own company until there came a time in my life when all I had was my own company. And if it, was, if it wasn't for the like my brother in the back of my head, I'm sure at that point I would have just probably gone crazy. But yeah, that's it for my um, lessons. No, let us talk about like individual things that your parents teach you. Uh, my dad... Honestly, my dad was the first person who... I'm so much my father do agree. And I also people about me and my dad and the things that he does. And they always said to me, why you always forgive your dad when, you know, him do these things and him come back and apologize? And I'm like, people don't know, like, how my dad was before, like, him starting also, all these things. forgiving is important. Forgiving is important <laughs> so, to me. And yeah. I, like, my father's the only person who can come to me and say, sorry... It could have all half ass. I'm always gonna forgive him, right? Uh, and it's because so my dad it? was the first person who taught me, like, showed me like genuine love. Cause, like, my mother never really had a good relationship, and my dad was always like going hard. Cause my dad was like, "Yo, I'm a picnic." Like dead. nobody ever had kids before him, and I, I remember my um. Dad, how him love my mother? Like it's so unbelievable. Same. And say, if my mother come out, this. and not only her, it not makes sense. But like my dad, because he knew that we had to. He wasn't going to spend so much time with us during the day because he must to go to work and stuff. What he would do is wake us, not even wake us up, take us out of our beds like all uh, four o'clock in the morning, leave from Portmore and drive all the way to Port Royal, and um. Wake us up when the sun is coming up so we can watch the sunrise in Port Royal. And because I went to Falls at the time, so it was down the road from my school. And sometimes my mother would be there as well. And him cook breakfast from while we're asleep. 
um, package it up, bring it, bring her lunch, yeah, everything. And like when you wake up, all you do is like him carry bottles of water to like bathe on the seaside and everything. No man, it's all like and a show. No, like the things that my dad do for me. Like no one, like no. Every time my father does something bad to me, it's like I always I cry because me I say I'm cool the same father. Because from. my dad would have buckle and would bed and we going back to school. I play, I sing to him. I play music. My teacher would timetable, and I'm like, that's so beautiful. This is my dad was really big on my parents are really big on education, and my father was like, it's because when come and interest, I go out and I play marble, and when jeets. See, second one, in parents could afford it. I said. So, my dad like, to go to school. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Some people do it. <laughs> but, like, my father usually, if my dad goes somewhere, he must say, you know, say, I must see this film, I must feel like he don't like it, and he, he buy like, every holiday. It could have been all Valentine's Day. My father's getting me Valentine's Day gifts. Um, Easter, he must give me gifts. My, my father's, like, usually get up and say, I could just go eat some food. My father taught me the love for theater because my dad really liked um, drama. So, we, he gets us up on weekends and say, make go watch some play. And I watched so many plays like in my childhood. So that's why I was uh, kind of confused. And I told my father that, you know, I really wanted to be a playwright. And he was like, why? Why? Right? And it's like these things that you grow with. Um, but as for my mother, I only spent 13 years with her. And it was a 10 out of the 13, probably the war. Um, because as I said, we never really had that good of a relationship. And but one thing she always like, what I really admired about her, what she really taught me, is that never stop improving yourself. Because where my mom is from, she's very secretive, right? And she don't like people knowing things about her. So she really keeps to herself. So and then we was talking about her mother in her own company. Me, understand that. Because even though me like the little chatty chatty friend thing, um, my mother was always by herself because she was always... She's really good at numbers, so she was always trying to improve, always trying to better off her business. Um, she was always, there was always something motivating her. So, like, sometimes when I'm really Same down and I don't know, I personally don't know what motivates me, right? It's kind of hard for me to find internal motivation. And my mother was, she was just, like, always adding stuff and she make sure everything was running on tip-top shape. And, like, even if she have to stay home and take time off to just literally look at her books, and document everything and she was like always trying yes. to go further in everything that she's doing and like when my mother started out she was living in tg at the time and she was like i don't want this life for oh, anything self. like she mm. was like me not go me say things happening in tg means tivoli gardens guys so like, oh yeah like, yeah tg <laughs> she don't incident. she doesn't want to live here and she then she moved to portmore with her fam with her grandmother and everything and she was like living out of her room. She meet my father. That's why they're living in one room together. And she said, yo, this, this can't, can't be it. it. <laughs> so she worked and she bought her house a year. And this was just selling clothes off of one, out of one um, store. Like board store where she built up, you know. And she was saying, I'm going to do this. And then she bought her house like a year before I was born. And she, was, she used to tell me how when everybody was getting pregnant, she had me when she was 29. And she said she usually cried because... A lot of people always tease her and talk about how she just can't have any kids. That's why she don't want to um, have any. And she was just like, she don't want her children to grow up and suffer. Because she was kind of in the same position. So if she can do anything and hold off having children to better herself. So that she know that she and her kids can have it. And that's why I always say, I'm not going to have kids until Managa sacrifice. Um, what's something that I want 
just for my baby to get like half of what she wants. You get me? And she really always tried to improve herself. So she bought her house, had her child. And then by the time I was eight, she had a next house. She had three vehicles and she was just always trying to see. It's not like she wasn't satisfied with what she had because she really was. But when she reached there, she said, all right, she'll live in it for a minute. And then she said, all right, what's next? Right? And yeah. even when she was sick, and even, like, um, people around she was her, going she hard. Too, sure. Yeah, or she same did. with my mother did stay. She really helped people around her. My dad helped people. And my dad always taught me the respect, like how to respect people and always to be kind. Because my, my dad said, don't call people ugly. Right? Even though I do it. He's like, because you don't make people you see me? I'm not gonna tell him, I'm not out. gonna like <laughs> tell him the lies. My dad was like, don't be rude to people. And that's why people are always like, oh, you're so soft, you're a pushover. And it's like, no, I just have respect and I value everybody I come across. You get me? And that's why I always go home because these things that my parents really instilled in me, it's just like things that I really can't let go. And I feel emotional more ball. But the final drama series, the tank got for the funny right Listen, like my it's dad beautiful. even like you know when he pack lunches and stuff my father wake up early for bake whatever dessert me i go eat with my lunch yeah my dad bake oh d like what happened to buying a pack of cookies are you mad my father have to make that no. shit from scratch and it's just always yeah, so serious a baker, guys. yeah my dad is a baker so mm. that's cool yeah so i spent my childhood going to a lot of weddings yeah my daddy does wedding cakes so my mom also was very secretive, like Natalia's mom. And like when my parents I met, mother, fell in love, Loki met, fell in love, all those things. They planned up my whole life that I'm going quite according to plan. And my mom had a house the whole time and didn't tell my daddy until after they were married and had a discussion about where it is that they're gonna live. Energy. And that, yeah, because not even that she would disclose. My mom tells nobody anything. Like even when my mom died, it was maybe like months after my mother died, we happened upon her will. She didn't she, I guess she didn't feel like it was important to to discuss that there was one. Um even the other day I found like a diary of hers where she was just documenting everything in her life and things that she completed or things that she was working on. And I'm like, yo, straight out of a telenovela, right? Right. <laughs> you know what was, what's really important? And my dad, both of my parents taught me this very in very indirect ways. And they might come off like, when they're going into this side of stuff, they get really, they bring on them get a sack. My parents don't speak, um, my dad doesn't speak patwa, right? <laughs> my mom did, but he doesn't like it. But when my dad really talk patwa, Serious. It's serious. So what both of my parents taught me and them really get on them get aside of it, right? Is always value yourself when it come on to like relationships and I'm not talking about relationships and other people, right? Listen, because you can't talk about relationship, you know, just like, not participate. No, I'm not do it. Like <laughs> always value yourself and how you treat you is how other people treat you. And people always ah, say this, but like. How my dad always say, yo, stand up for yourself, you know, because even to me, if Mary does something, you know, say, I'm not sorry for go. Yeah, do but it. they always tell me the right? same thing. Because if you accept certain treatment from people, they're going to think it's Mind okay. You, still good, like, get from, beaten. Facts. But from the first time somebody do something, trump that. Get it. Like, or if you ever trump them down and cut off this person who you no, not your parents, you know, like a person. No, the fact they say, top them down, just, just um, so they say, from them try the first time, them say, oh, we can get away with this. They're gonna then do, it, do again. it again and then again and again and it's gonna become this cycle. And you're gonna say, 
why people treat me like this? I mean, you're going to know why people treat you like that. Um, I find that a lot of people, they accept certain things because they're like, oh, I can't get any better. Yes, you can get better. Like, there's nothing wrong with letting go of something because when you let go of things, that's when the best thing always come back and hit you in the face and you're like, bro, this did real? Yes, yeah, it is real. Yeah, it's all about treating yourself well. It's all a part of self-love and understanding how to love yourself. My mother's always like, yo, I love you guys, you know. But guess what? What about me and what I, what I need? I find that a lot of people I know Having children makes them forget about themselves as individuals and dreams that they have for themselves. And even though it sounds like a noble, violent effort, I don't think anybody should allow any relationship in their life to make them lose themselves, even your children. So yes, you want your best for your children, and I'm not saying don't make sacrifices for them. But you know what is always cringeworthy to me, and this is not attack on anybody, and don't at me, and whatever. When people change their names on social media from Netanya to Scooby-Doo's mommy... Because your whole life has no, yes, your child is a large part of your life. But for me, it's a larger part of an identity crisis about to happen that you don't even realize is, is happening to you. Because you're no longer, Netanya, you have totally discarded that part of yourself and you're no Scoop, Scooby-Doo's mommy. It's, it really makes me nervous. I don't know if it's the therapist in me when I see people do it and I'm just like, oh my God. Remember that you matter as well. So for me, it's all about managing all the expectations in each of your relationships and serving the people you care about well. But you also have to remember to serve yourself. You know, well I first. saw, I saw. Can't pour from an empty cup. I saw a post. That's very true. Or a half full cup. Cause you're gonna. I saw a post. I don't remember where I saw it, but it said that um, don't expect everything that you want from a relationship. Because it's going to say that not, not every relationship is going to give you everything. Right? So you need to manage your expectations when it comes on to certain relationships. Right? Like the relationships in your life? like In your e life. Each separate relationship can't give you everything that you want? That you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. So one person might give you X, but they can't give you Y. Right? So you don't expect them to give you X and Y. Okay. Right? So if you try to make them give you X and Y, it's going to be bending them and them not going to feel comfortable in this relationship anymore. You get me? I think some of the things that we want in other people, we should find a way to give to ourselves. That is also true. And um, Because can my, you really give it to yourself? You can't. Whatever you're asking um, for. My dad said to me, like when my dad got married, he said to me that, hey, I have been serving you guys for the past my dad has been my dad got married when i was in first year at ua and he was saying oh, that, that was yeah that was another day probably four years ago four years ago yeah and he said to me that at the time i was 18 and him say for 18 years i've been putting you guys first and when especially when your you guys mom died like marie got all out because that the double parenting thing made upon and he was like but he felt as if there was always something missing and he found that, you know, when, his, when my mom died, you know, him having children, but there was always something that missing from him because, you know, the love of him life dead and everything. And he found someone who he really loves and like she make him feel, you know, loved too. And he's like, I'm not telling you this because this person is going to replace your mom, but I really found like some 
happiness in like this person and everything. So when he was telling me, he was like, I'm going to choose myself because I've been serving you guys for so long. There's a yes. few there's a few things that I need to start doing for myself and you guys and even even talking to me about it the other day and it was like you guys are at a point where there's certain things you just have to do for yourself because Okay, okay. Kinda. He's like, because you have your father and you, you know your father always like go out for you and do all of these nice things, but your father's gonna start choosing himself. And if I always so put you healthy. guys over if I always put you guys over people and especially this person who I love tries to bring in in um in her life and everything. When she leaves me and only gonna live in her life, I'm not gonna have anything because I always I make my daughter them try, you know, and control always, everything. A, a large part of self love or what makes self love something that I think about more often is my mom always tell me, Crystal, remember at the end of the day, who are you left with? Yourself. yourself. You are always with yourself. So nurturing even your thoughts. Because you see, if it's one thing I can tell you from having anxiety and being depressed is your mind being against you is the most difficult thing. You're existing in your body and you are fighting against, against you. yourself. I can't escape the it. hardest thing to deal with. And Because as I said, I say, you can't escape your mind. So I think it's very important that people focus on finding a way to love themselves, serve themselves, love yourself unconditionally. The same unconditional love that you give to people who are outside, give that to yourself. The same amount of forgiveness that you give to the people who hurt you on a daily basis over and over again. Learn to forgive yourself. There's many things that I'm like, you know, Daniel, that took me years to forgive myself for. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, Daniel, how could you have been so stupid to allow yourself in that situation? But it's just like, how do you forgive yourself for getting in that situation and find a way to, you know, make your life better or move on from that situation? And so you know, sometimes you really resent yourself for certain things that's happened. And that's tied into the forgiveness part of it because, because you don't forgive yourself, you just always say, you're so stupid and you really, sometimes when you think about certain situations regarding you, you start feeling some amount of anger, like you say, the hell is and you can't resent yourself like resenting yourself is is just so tiring it's so exhausting because my thing is when you say that when netanya says to me daniel you're stupid right and i leave netanya right here on this coach and i go (laughs) it's lit right (laughs) like netanya dip on the coach however when i am in my mind telling myself that i'm stupid we're all together all the way leaving here going back to my bed where i'm watching jane it, you get what I'm saying? Like randomly running air, man. It's always and gonna be there. What with I you. really need a lot of people to know is that a lot of the things that people say to you, because then I call if I call them stupid, a lot of the things that people say to you, don't take it personally because chances are them just feel that we're about themselves, right? So people could have said the worst of things to you, and it's a reflection of how they feel that themselves. they are what they do. And it really, I'm not going to lie, my self-love journey has been so difficult because I'm very indecisive. So one moment I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm going on a self-love journey. I'm supposed to be alone. And then when I start, because it's never easy, right? There are always going to be like really rough moments. And then when the rough moments come on, I'm going to be like, well, 
this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be going back to whatever it is that caused me to hurt and whatever it is that caused me to feel a type of way about myself. It's what I'm supposed to go back to because that's what brings me peace. And that's just you going through withdrawal and you're going back to the so the drug itself. You get me? And yes, you want to be there for people and you want to give people all your love and you want to help them grow into who you picture them to be but at what cost, right? Why you can't do all of these things for yourself and I feel like nurturing to yourself and making yourself this, I don't even know what to say, but making yourself this person that even if people come and jab at you, people say they want to leave, you know, that at the end of the day, whatever they're giving to you, you can supply yourself with because half of the things that you depend on people for is supposed to come from you and they're just adding to it, right? So if somebody is a whole thing for you, then you need to reevaluate your life. We and need to reevaluate the relationship. And the relationship yes, as well. Try, try to, to make things, as, as well as, you know, the self-love journey, try to make things a little less dramatic, not reevaluate your life. It's um, reevaluate the relationship. So just, just minus the drama a little bit. Um, I mean, the greatest loss... <laughs> is yourself. Is yourself. So um, I always try to... Before I used to... I've said this on a podcast before. I used to be so afraid of losing friends and partners and i'm just at that point where listen i'm the prize so if i really lose this person as long as myself is intact and all of my values and everything that i stand for is intact i am good because i think one thing you'll hear from me if me and you are friends i'll tell you all the time if you stand for nothing you'll fall for anything at all and i maintain that in my life so if um i have a core belief and Martin is going against that core belief and Martin says that if I don't go against my own core beliefs, he's not going to be my friend. It's lit. Like, that's it. Really, I say it on Travis Scott on the coach. It's, it's, that's it. It's really lit. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing is, shit, I forget my point. Interrupt up. I forgot the point. Imogen. No, no, no. Oh. Um, but yeah, I loving yourself don't only have to be like, oh, I look good. I wake up every day and I say, yeah, my man, I look good. I'm a smell good. I'm yeah, like, good I'm and up there. I mean, it, it goes beyond how you look. Yes. It it's is. really your mind, right? And, and loving all aspects of, of yourself, yourself, even the parts that you think are difficult to love. Like and the parts that people tell you, say, you, you need for change and it's not good. And, you yo, know, like this, like this week, I was really like hard on myself because I'm just like, then why are you always the person that thinks, takes things seriously and I'm like because life is serious and like probably your friends just take things too lightly and move on with your life girl being serious is just your thing and I can't change I don't want to change that about me really I see people out there living dangerously as hell I don't want to participate um yeah and the thing is loving yourself is not gonna happen overnight true it's gonna take a very long time so sometime you're gonna do it and it's just gonna be so hard that you're gonna be like why I can't hurry up and reach to this stage? Trust me. If you don't know me, I have like... And when I message Daniel about Daniel, oh my God, I can't believe this. And I'm just going off. And Daniel is just like... Nathania, she gave me a really long paragraph. And it's like, I hope you learned something from this. But I'm telling you, the amount of time that Daniel... I go to Daniel with like so many things. Stop it. Because I am really taking a hard hit on something that's happening more than one time in my life. And it's like every time it happens, you just feel fresh. And I mean, worse. I say, 
fresh and worse because each t- every level every level is it, a different it just get, thing though, it just, so it's worse. add to it and then it just get worse and I was like this week I was at work and I was in my feelings at work I'm in the car and Daniel is talking to me and on Monday we're going to work I could not even speak or in the car up. or sit up I was just like we had a meeting yesterday and I was they were asking because at work them ask you how you are you know team meetings like them before we started talking about business I always ask everybody how they are mentally and stuff like that and I was like I'm really tired and they're like Nathaniel it is 10 a.m. And you oh went to your God. bed early. It's not like they were saying, like, they're jogging me or so anything. True. No, I get, I get you. And I was just so tired. And then he, my, the director of my department was like, you know that young people are always tired. And everybody was sharing parts of their story. And they were like, like, why are you tired? And I just had to be lying through my teeth. And I'm just like, maybe because I went to my bed late. And I know I went to my bed after nine. And I wake up and just feel heavy. Because, like, what I've been going through had just been so rough. And sometimes my friends see me tweeting and they're like, yo, Nets. I see I spaz out on Twitter. And, like, even strangers DMing me and them saying, Netanya, are you okay? And this girl gave me... Uh, and it's also so important to remember, you don't have to be okay all the that's time. That's true. You know, I always tell myself that it's okay not to be okay. And I realized that how I was feeling is not only of what I was going through, but also the little things that I was saying and doing. Like some type of joke with me around. And like little things like constantly say, I'm going to drink. And when we drink, I drink heavy and everything. And it's I because... you need a drink. Yeah, I know. Yeah. sometimes and I, i'm trying I, to change these things drink. and even in the middle of working i fell asleep and it was for 30 minutes and when i got up i was so filled with regret because i'm like netanya you're fumbling your own bag, bag. this is the magnets sometimes I'm, I'm at work and my manager and i said netanya what's wrong with you and it's like i sit down there because i can't tell anybody what it is i'm really going through but it's like it's just so hard on me like and i tell each of my friends pieces because i feel like it's so important to be well inside yeah. so i tell each of my it's friends so pieces. Important. So i tell daniel one piece because i know that daniel might have valuable insights here i tell kimo in one piece I tell anika so one important. piece i tell my father one piece like i even tell one of my co-workers i want peace because the piece there is so big that i feel like i don't want person can help me and i realize at the end of the day the only person who can really help me is the lord and myself and i after that nap me i said no we really i forgot to make a change because i didn't say i'm like two minutes away from being a manager and if i'm two minutes away from being a manager and i don't feel i ain't i'm not doing you know the type of work that i know i can't be doing because i'm always tired of something that's really holding me back it's like a rock in my life and i've decided to finally let go of the rock and start floating because i'm a life raft right and today, my friends were like, Nathania, you know, look at the breakup really work good with you because you look good. And I really feel different because I decided that I'm going to take the step to try to be different and not only speak about it, but, you know, act on it as well and not have those mini introspections where like, oh, I'm going to do this and then I go back to talk to the person. Um, completely let that go. I'm off sound mind at this point because yesterday i was not sound right i was really mad you know and this part a little in my feelings part where 
we wanted to drive down what we thought was something I really catch myself. Um, yes, and orange juice. Yeah, I really spazzed out about her orange juice yesterday, and I just feel like I'm working towards being a lighter person, being a person who is in control of her feelings and her situations. I hope they're taking notes. Um, not allowing things that are outside of my control to bum me out because if somebody doesn't want me then there's nothing that i can do to make them want me all i have to do is just pick myself and want myself and work towards being the best damn digital manager that i can be and be the best nesanya mundel that i can be and that's me back on my self-love journey so guys while i'm telling you to love yourself i'm trying to love myself as well so Thanks for listening to Nets Chat and Nets Therapy Session. You have anything to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Um, tune in next week where we talk about. Oh, tune in to the next episode next week where we're going to talk about dealing with bullies. Uh, pick the topic from early, and it's not going to be me and Daniel. It's going to be me and three other people. Daniel is taking our week off. And, you know, week off she and she's going to be on her self-care journey in Portland without Nets and Jev. Yeah. Anyway, guys, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nets Chat Podcast. You can follow the Jam Podcast Network. You can follow me at Nets Jenna on both platforms. Change my handle to accommodate one across the board. Do you have anything to say? No. So you're going to follow Daniel at Your Traveling Pen on Instagram. And you're going to follow her on Twitter at DenilWenny underscore. She really shaking up right now. So I'm really talking for her. And <laughs> after this, we're going to have more fun. Bye, guys. Bye.